Hey, I'm Naomi Sneakers, and this is the Firecracker Department. Now today, I'm talking to one of my favorite people. She's also one of my favorite people to bump into at a party, because she's super fun, and we end up having big laughs about something or other, and just, she makes the night better. It's Annie Murphy. We had such a great time talking about her life growing up in Ottawa, and how she played Joan of Arc in a school show, and then she went on and created her own web series, The Plateaus, with none other than people like Sam Roberts, Kevin McDonald, Alicia Cuthbert, Fred Penner. So that's cool. And now, she stars in CBC's hit comedy, Schitt's Creek, with Dan Levy, Eugene Levy, and Catherine O'Hara. Come on! That's a pretty good life. We talked about what it was like to be married to a rock star, and how she chose acting over being a lawyer, and had a really fun and honest conversation about the fear of auditioning, her dislike for too much sunshine, and how writing and traveling can get you through the tough times. If it's possible, I don't think it will be, but if it's possible, you're going to fall in love with her a little bit more after this podcast. So here we go. Here's Annie Murphy. Okay, well, here we are with Annie Murphy. Hi. A strawberry. Already like, chomping on a strawberry. Right? Well, we are living in the land of luxury with having cheese and meats and wine and well actually we could say we have everything we have pizzas and thai food in that corner and sushi in that corner i it's love how you brought crazy. in the elephant just you know for what? this occasion just for you thank I you i just thought what what's gonna make her the most relaxed <laughs> white wine and elephant white wine and elephants that's actually my autobiography title oh that's working on it yeah um, so this is this is exciting now i i bringing you in because i wanted to find out about your life <gasps> and i've actually like doing so in preparation for this, I was like, okay, I'm going to find out a little bit about you. Because to be honest, you're like one of my favorite people to bump into. In one you know, of I get parties. very excited oh, when I see I'm you like, across Okay, them. nothing. It's going to be fun. Like regardless, if the party's a blast, it's going to be great. If it's a bust, we will be like, oh, let's At just least, hang out with Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, you're a riot. You're just a delight. Thank you. And um, I know a little bit about you, but you've had like this kind of a crazy past in a way like you kind of come like you were born in ottawa born in ottawa which is known as the comedy capital i think i just heard that right now for the first time i might have just made it you, up. i think you might have um cheers cheers Having white wine. this is lovely uh so what's that like growing up in ottawa uh growing up in ottawa was actually really lovely um it's a really re- yeah it was until i hit I 17 spent some time in ottawa until i turned 17 okay. and i was like what the hell am I doing here? You got those crazy got neighbors, out. though, to hang out with Hull. Oh, those. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hull. I have had I have had quite the wild romps in Hull in my in my too young in my like can't not quite old enough to drink, but yeah, goes anyway. And that's what it's known for. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so up till 17, you're like, Ottawa's great. It was great. And it like, you know, there's the canal and the tulip festival. Sure. And it's lovely. And, and oh, my like, God quiet and and you know things i don't think of workers. when i think of you as like tulip festivals i no. just don't it's not something i'm like oh you don't picture me frolicking through not overly fields of tulips um sketching the parliament <laughs> no mm-hmm. that's not it's not me uh but it, yeah it was it was great and my um like i had a very i had a very lovely upbringing there yeah. only child only child did you like being an only child i did not like being an only child um, and but now in hindsight, I realized that there were ton- like I had so much 
advantage. Like I had so many opportunities being an only child that I wouldn't have had. Like what? Like I went to, don't judge me, people listening to this. <laughs> I went to a private school. Oh yeah, there's grade that seven. For sure. <laughs> you can't, seven. You're at a private school. Yeah, a private all girls school where you wore a uniform. Right. So that just gives you a little, little. But you said that like that's a positive for you. It was a positive because I had. Some people would be like that was the worst. It seemed to be the worst to me and my hormones going into it. Mm-hmm. Um, but coming out of it and looking back on it, like I had a really lovely, awesome education mm-hmm. and I met, mm-hmm. like I had really exceptional teachers and that's actually where I got into acting was at that school because yeah. they had um, they had a really incredible theater program really? there. Mrs. Boychuk. She was like my number remember. one, my number one teacher. Um and she was your where, drama teacher? She was my drama teacher. And did she teach you, like, specifically? Was there, like, a, a scene study or, like, a monologue study that you're like, oh, Mrs. Boychuk, uh, you're the best? Miss, no, it was, like, it was more plays that she would put on in the theater department. Ah. I got to play Joan of Arc when I was, like, 16. And it was, That's like, awesome. it was, like, the most triumphant moment yeah. of my young life to, to that date. And, um... It was, yeah, it was, it was. I, I grew up thinking that I, I, I wanted to become Joan of Arc and I didn't want to become because she ended poorly. Oh yeah, it didn't, did end didn't well end for well her. at all. But yeah. to be able to play that. But like, like the triumph is you And said. then go home and like eat pizza afterwards yeah. was really awesome. And actually it was like right around that time, I guess it was my last year of high school where, cause like the private school I went to, they're all, they're very much pushing all the, all the girls at the school to like go into law and go into medicine and go into like finance. Right. And I was like, I just want to be an actor. And were they like, and they're like, "Mm." "Mm, but what about being a lawyer? Because that's kind of the same thing. (laughs) And I was like, you're right. It is kind of the same thing. Were your grades good enough to be a lawyer? Yeah. Yeah. I was. Oh my God. Think about the judgment right (sighs) now. So I know all I'm picturing is the judgment. That's all I ever picture. Private school, single girl. Um, I could become a lawyer or an out of work actress. And I chose the latter. Yeah. That's what was the uh, okay? So then you were at school and with Mrs. Boychuk, yeah. and you uh, graduated. And were they hugely disappointed with you at that school because you knew at the end of school that you wanted to become an actress? Yeah, I feel like I was the one disappointment in my graduating class. <laughs> Everybody else, everyone else doctors. is a doctor now. Um, no, I mean they had an, a great arts program for a reason, mm. and yeah, yeah, it's their fault. It's their fault. Yeah. It's their fault that I, I am what I am. So, but did you know graduating, like, when you graduated, did you pursue further Yeah, training? so I made the stupid mistake of, because I have family in Kingston, and Queens was... <laughs> Disgusting. Judge me. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I had family in Kingston, and Queens was one of the universities that they were, like, really ramming down our throats in right. high school. So Because like, they have a good drama program there. No, they don't. they don't. But they have a lot of good people that come they have out a lot of, of They have a lot of people that like, come out of Queens. Christian Brune is from... Oh, is he really? Yeah, Carly Heffernan, Emma, Emma Hunter, maybe. Oh, yeah. There's okay. some like really talented people that came out of Queens. Well, maybe I should the have stuck players. to my stuck to the Queens players. I didn't even get that far. Yeah. I like I went to three drama classes, and in the first drama class at Queens, um, the very first thing that the that the um, professor said was, "Who knows what." A prop is, oh, and I was like, "Oh shit!" Good night. Bye. Yeah, I was this, Joan I mean, of Arc. Yeah. you know what? This Do you know where I came from? Right. Ottawa. <laughs> I could have been a lawyer. I could have been a lawyer. Um, so you didn't even finish your. So year? I did. I finished my year, but like very 
begrudgingly right. and did not have a great first year. Um, and I felt like all my friends had moved to Montreal and I was like trying to do my own thing, but Super just getting sexy like, Montreal, oh, Kingston, little princess yeah, womp, street, big womp there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, so I ended up going to Montreal for my second year and auditioning for Concordia mm-hmm. and doing their theater performance program, oh, cool. which was a lot more like yeah, you're doing on. voice classes and movement classes and scene studies and like all the things that you should yeah. be doing. And you're also in Montreal. And you're also in Montreal, yeah. which sucked my soul in the most beautiful way. What do you mean? Like, like, like it was, was it hard for you to No, it, it was just Such like... Such your soul means that... You're no longer have a soul. A positive spin on that. Have you not heard that before? I'm so sorry. That's having your soul phrase. sucked in a pleasurable way. Oh my god, my soul was sucked. It was fantastic. <laughs> uh, but no, I was. I mean, I was like 18 at that point and hadn't really. I'd lived in Kingston for a year. Yeah. For a shitty year. Um, but then, like, you're in Montreal and you're 18, and it was just like so much the widest yeah. eyes all the time and your folks and, were still in ottawa yeah so it was yeah. close enough that i was yeah I, like i could go home if i needed to which yeah. i did laundry. sometimes I to do laundry yeah. and get fed properly um but yeah but montreal was just like a really formative experience for me and i did so i did school there and then couldn't really bring myself to leave um, even though work, like I was at this point, I was like acting, Yeah, you know, I had like an agent had, and you had an agent in Montreal. I got an agent in Montreal. And, uh, and so you felt like, oh, maybe this is where I make my home. Yes. A hundred, I, a hundred percent. I was like, I'm never leaving Montreal. I'm going to have babies here. They're going to speak you French and call it. me maman and it's going to be. Did you, uh, no, not very well. So, so that, that, that's what I, yeah, that was, <laughs> that was not my first problem. Um, so yeah, I graduated and then was like, I'm never leaving. This is my city. I yeah. love it here. And then I was like, come on, bring on the auditions. And then you're like, come on. It was just crickets. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would maybe go out once every three weeks. And yeah. So I, I. They do amazing things in Montreal, though. Like do, the stuff that they produce um, before you and after you is like stellar. Like there's some yeah. great projects. There's just not a lot of it. Exactly. Yeah. Like the, the American productions that come in there are awesome. Yeah. But few and far between yeah um now had you met your husband by now oh yes because you guys met early right we met very early like you and you were four i was no, I have three no and facts. a half i have no facts <laughs> i was actually yeah i was actually a, a, an infant i really was kind of an infant actually when i met menno he and i met it's a little bit of a juicy story right oh. i know a little bit I, this is when it kind of goes we're gonna jump back and forth because Right. I mean, yeah, gosh, you guide so me. Much. I'm all over the map here. No, but there's so much going on. Like, even like going through private school, as <laughs> good as that you tell me that is, like, that has bumps and stuff too, because, oh, yeah. as you said, like, there's hormones and everything, and you're, it's an all girls school, which mm-hmm. is challenging. Mm-hmm. And did you meet him then? Were you in, in private school when you met Menno? Menno. Menno. I actually was, and it's funny that we've already brought up Hull. Because, because that's where his band was playing, right? His band was playing at Le Bop in Hull, and I was... It's like the cheesiest name possible. Oh my god, and it was like the sketchiest... I'm pretty sure it was a drug front. Like, yeah. it was it was awful. There were murders there. There were like, like everyone was doing all of the horrible drugs. Right. Not the fun drugs, like the bad drugs. Sure, 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 sure. Um, we yeah, should probably like have an offshoot of, like, what the fun drugs yeah, are. Yeah, we'll go what into the, that later. Yeah. <laughs> as far as my mom's concerned, all bad. Like, all gateways. Yeah, like, especially marijuana. Yeah. 
Um, okay, so you met, so um, his band, um, okay, Colorado. So he, no, so this oh. is pre-Holorado. He was playing in a band called The Delegates, which was a ska punk band. This oh. is already my favorite story. Like, such dirty laundry. Such oh dirty gosh. laundry being What was here. your outfit that night? I couldn't tell you. Yeah. Remember, it was all ripped something. Oh, it was definitely, and there was eyeliner. I know 100% there was <laughs> much eyeliner involved. And, like, skulls somewhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was, ta- so I was with my boyfriend at the time. I was 15 or 16, and he took me to the show at Le Bopin Hall because his neighbor, Menno, um, was playing in this band. And Menno Worst was Worst mistake of older, his life, that guy. Menno was an older guy, like seven years older than mm-hmm. us. Um, and like had taught my boyfriend at the time, like s- to like skateboard and and like snowboard so and play a bit guitar, of a, like a father figure, kind of, kind <laughs> of a grandfather <laughs> figure, yeah, at seven years yeah. older, like a a is it wizened or wizened? Well, what would you like it to be? I'd like to say wizened. It's wrong. Okay. <laughs> it's wizened. Wizened. But we'll have our fact check. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, Menno. Now I'm picturing like a gnarly old wizard where I should be picturing. Yeah. No, no. No, he's um, got a lovely face. He's not, there's he nothing is. gnarly about he, he him. He does. Um, so, yeah, so Nick, boyfriend at the time, took me to see the delegate show at, at Le Bob. And I but like. they were buddies. They were buds. Yeah, yeah they were buds. Um, and I just remember like walking into this horrible, disgusting bar and like this beautiful beam of light around Menno's face. No kidding. Face. And I was like. Before it was before I knew who Ryan Gosling was, but I feel like it was the same way I felt when I saw Ryan Gosling for the first time. <laughs> and his shirt was on. And his shirt was on. Like yeah. it was crazy. So I was like, "Who is that?" Had he started playing music yet? Like, was he playing Nick? music when he had when you saw Men um, with the light around him? Oh yeah, he was like had on he, stage rocking out right. on stage. So like that's also super it, yeah. sexy. It was really sexy, yeah. except it was ska. So it was Still, like. like I don't know. A man with Matt a guitar. Plays guitar and yeah. I'm like, I'm, I have the best boyfriend ever. Yeah. And he's my husband. So it's the best. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I saw Menno and I was like, Ugh. oh no. But he, but he was so old. He was so old. And so I never in a million years so thought he was, I would. He was like 20. He was like 23. Right. And I was 16. Yeah. So in that. It's a huge jump. It's a massive yeah. jump. He could have been, really could have been my dad in my brain yeah. at that time. Um, that's weird. That's yeah. weird to think about. I know he knows this. So it's not like. This no, no. He knows all this. Yeah. Um, and like he was dating a model and like she was there looking super cool and smoking cigarettes and I was like oh. so I went home and like just had daydreams forever Took your eyeliner off. Yeah, yeah. Just, sadly. I just cried my eyeliner yeah. off. I think most ska parties end that way. Yeah, I when think you so just too. finish crying your mascara off. Yeah. Um so and then I kept like I continued dating Nick, Nick. um for quite a while, like into university. And But always like but always just like, oh, man. And he would like come, you know, he'd like come over and visit Nick sometimes. And I'd be like, hi. Oh, <laughs> I gotta go. Sorry. Um, so great. It was, yeah. I was very uncomfortable around And Nick from. didn't sense anything. No. Nick, no, Nick didn't sense anything. Because you're, you're friends with Nick still. Very good friends. Yeah. yeah very so dear friends. It, it ends well. It does. Yeah. yeah the story yeah. does end well. Um, so anyway, Nick and I like. It all kind of happened at the same time, but not in the not in like the gossipy way and juicy way that it's going to sound. I Nick and I broke up just around the same time that Menno's ska punk band ended, and he approached Nick and was like, "I want to start a band with you," because Nick's an insane musician, right? And um, and so they started 
Colorado, Nick and I broke up and Menno and I started dating. Yeah, there's nothing <laughs> weird about that. Years. No, that's no, super, like, super smooth. Yeah, super smooth transition. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So, and Colorado is still, like, we're all still very yeah. dear friends, it's borderline like family. family. Yeah. And, uh, def- I mean, full-blown family. And uh, so, yeah. Like, well, it's we've all- got Nick right here to give us No, shut up. Get out <laughs> Um, I mean, obviously, that's going to have moments of awkwardness. Oh, yeah. You can't avoid, like, that, uh, like, and, like, debriefing in your years afterwards, because you've been married for a while now. Five years. Right? Yeah. And so, um, with your husband, have you debriefed going, going, like, remember those days? That was weird. And did he always go, I wonder where that girl is, that weird 15-year-old uncomfortable lady that came? Well, (laughs) he, crying, shaking girl. Who wouldn't make eye contact with me um, and cry? kept calling me Ryan. I don't Why know. Crying? <laughs> Why were you crying? I was crying a lot when I was 15. Oh, Doesn't yeah. everyone cry a lot god, when you're yeah. 15? Oh my god, 15 was brutal. Yeah. Who knew what was going on? Like, I don't know how people get through it. And Especially, our parents? Poor, poor, poor those them. guys. <laughs> poor those guys. What a ride that must be. Yeah. To, to like go from having this like really rad, cute little kid who like yeah. who comes around with you and like. And, and like, like cries with you, yeah, and, and then and eats, eats the food that you prepare for them, yeah. And then all of a sudden, like, were you a door slammer? I did. You were a door I, slammer. I, I, I was. A, I stomped. I didn't do it often, but I feel like I can see you saying to your parents, "I hate you." I only, you know what? I never. I only said that to my mom what? one time, and it was when I was little. Like it's. It was when I was maybe like six or something. Yeah. And it's honestly one of my saddest. I know moments to look back on and she like it was in the it was so specific remembering it like we were in the kitchen and she had crouched down to talk to me and I don't remember what like what made me hate my mother yeah. at six years old but she was crouching down and I just have this image of me like stomping away screaming I hate you and she just stayed crouched down on the kitchen floor as I like looked behind me yelling I hate you and stomped up the stairs oh, and it's like breaks your heart it breaks my heart I know so then do you do you guys debrief and say like does he remember you in those days when he you first he's he says he does but I I think he's just trying to because I well we have my, him here right now, so <laughs> in my memory I just want to I just want this to be as rom- romantic as possible so sure. I insist that my memory um tell me that when I saw him I was like this is it this is the guy I'm 15 years old in Hull this is my husband yeah yeah so I feel like he feels the need to kind of like match me on that right and so he's like yeah I knew it too oh. you were 15 and does and he I, do that dirty thing yeah his, his eyes start <laughs> back and forth and he, his hands get really sweaty <laughs> um right. but I mean he like and I d- because we're together now and we're each other's people. Yeah. And so I like to you think that there's that. like a shred of truth in, in that. So going back to um, ex-boyfriend Nick. So did he, did <laughs> you guys have, Nick. okay, sure. Yeah. Great idea. Um, did he have that moment? Did you guys have that moment together when you're like, okay, let's be grown up about this? Yeah. And it, it did take a while because it, and this was like our first big breakup too. And it wasn't a sh- shitty breakup, but it like. Breaking up is shitty, Sad. regardless yeah, of yeah, yeah. whether or not it's amicable. Sure. Um, so, and then, I, like, it was fairly hot on the heels that Menno and I started hanging out together. Yeah. Um, so, 
yeah, I th- it was shitty, especially for Nick. And he's such like he's such a reasonable dude that once he realized that it wasn't me being spiteful or like trying yeah. to, you know, show off my new boyfriend like you know like, yeah it wasn't any it wasn't there was no spite involved whatsoever and when he, once he realized that we were both like genuinely kind of crazy about each other it cool we, we did yeah but there was a lot of talking especially between nick and menno yeah um and that's really awesome that it is really awesome because yeah. it could have broken up a lot of like that could have ruined everything yeah it really could have ruined but everything. instead you have a bunch of men that actually talk to each other yeah. and figured it out and yeah. get you, you know with you involved so yeah that's pretty cool it is pretty cool pretty lucky yeah pretty lucky because and also like I, you've been there since the beginning of Colorado yeah and Menel's been there since the beginning of Annie Murphy yeah which not like that's kind of cool too, yeah yeah like, we have like we have gone through the shit together yeah like did um, you ever have those moments together when you're like because you're an established actress now, and he's an established rock star, which is a weird title. But he's, but he's, a, he's like you know, a musician. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he, he'll he'll like hearing. That. Yeah, but it is like he'll like hearing. But he's like huge. Like yeah, I mean they're they're on the radio in Canada, and you married a rock star. Just so okay, you know. okay, I yeah, did. Hold on to that. Okay. Um. So looking at like, did you have those moments of going? I think this is really what I want to be as an actress with your husband yeah yeah oh yeah like both of us from i mean i knew that that's what i wanted to be <laughs> gazing out from the stage as joan you know with the Barf. fire burning around yeah. your ankles or was it just like light it was just paper and uh, it was just gels? Like, yeah, yeah like red and yellow paper okay. um but yeah i what known... was the moment what was the tipping point for you where you're like oh no this is what i need to do uh i think it is when i made that call like not to pursue law <laughs> Like, at the end of high school, where, for some reason, people were really trying to, to like, make the, us kids, because we were kids, yeah. pick their life path. Right. Um, which blows my mind. Think about, like, you would, how unhappy you would have been. Oh, it would have been off. I, w- I wouldn't. I, there's no way I would be. Uh, carrying one of those rolly file folders. I have to wear these, like square heels oh, every day. Oh, there's Murphy carrying the whole of life <laughs> over there. Oh yeah, it just anyways, but it was the, it was then like all feeling pressure for whatever, you know, at the end of high school and being like you have to choose now. And yeah. I was like, well, the like I, the only thing I could see myself doing was acting. Yeah. Um and so yeah, so I knew kind of from the get-go and Menno had been doing music like since he was in his in his teenage years and we both like had really big really big hopes and dreams. Well, um, yeah. yeah. Like, why choose small dreams? Why choose small you know dreams? What I mean? Wake up in the morning like, today I'm going to do laundry. Yeah. It's a dream of mine. Yeah. And done. Maybe I'll get a tied to go stick. <laughs> That's right. Oh, it is a dream of mine. It is a dream I of keep mine. keep losing too. those. Uh, so then you knew after high school, but then you stayed, t- you had time in Montreal. You worked a little bit in Montreal. Yeah. You did a movie, um, oh, so Story Gen. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, with Laurence Leboeuf. Yeah, that yeah. was kind of an interesting movie. But you didn't speak French in that movie. No, she, it was like, she she spoke French in the movie. It was a, like, bilingual yeah. film. Yeah, it looks really beautiful. It, it was really beautiful, actually. And it was like... It was what was a, your part like? I played her best friend in the, in the movie. Was this a big thing for you? Like, when you got that, was like, oh, this is... Yeah, I mean, like that a, was my first... Big gig. Was it my first gig? No, I'd had like a, a couple of tiny little like walk-on parts. Yeah. Um, but that was my first big role in like in an actual movie. Yeah. And 
you know, didn't know. I know. Didn't know anything. Like, what's a mark? I look back and I'm I like, think, how did I not get fired constantly? I know. And like, I still don't really know yeah. what I'm doing. But especially then, I did you not fake it way know. better now than well, you yeah. did that, maybe. Yeah. Because on, on camera, you look like you know exactly what you're oh, doing. Oh, well, thanks. Yeah. It, I was going to say you looked like you were born on camera, but that'd be like, ah, I don't want to see. Why did you film like, this, Mom? <laughs> yeah, that's right. And we're going to cut to that now. <laughs> um, so that was, what was the first time you had, a, had your own trailer? It was for that, that. for the story of Jen. And were you like, was it one of those tiny trailers? And you're like, look what I got. Yeah, I could literally like yeah. touch both walls with my arms out. But it was like my I know. space. And I there was a mirror with a light around it. Oh my God, like, so glad. It was, it was so exciting. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Story of Jen was my, my first big thing. And then, like, a bunch of shitty little things. And then I did, again, in Montreal, I did Blue Mountain State. Yeah. Which. Oh, the, the, I can see by your you face. Know, you just loved it. It was I, everything you dream about. I'm, t- I'm torn. It was like it was, your version of a Tide pen. You know? Yeah. You're not wrong. <laughs> um, the, yeah, Blue Mountain State was, like, it's so boorish. But it was a fun, like the, and it was all, it was very like male dominated yeah. everything. Um, but the men that were kind of running the show were really great guys. Yeah. Despite the content of their show, they were like really respectful, kind men. And I did, I just did two episodes, but it was like. It taught you something. It taught me something and it was a comedy and I hadn't been like I I've wanted to do comedy forever and ever, but I'd only really been sent out for dramatic roles. Right. Why do you think that is? Um Can you cry on cue? No. No I can't. So I like I really don't I guess I don't know. Like I, I love doing uh like I I can do accents and I think I can yeah. fit in with like period pieces and things like that. Yeah. And um, Where do you learn your accents from? Your uh, folks? No, no, no like YouTube, Canadian, right? Yeah, <laughs> YouTube. <laughs> YouTube. I, I guess is my resource. A, a good yeah. couple of accents from YouTube. Yeah, um, but no, I like I don't know why it was mainly drama. And even when I would say to like my agent, like, please, please, can I do comedy? They're like, no. Oh, you adorable. Can't. Yeah, cute. Go sit in the corner and yeah. work on your Go accents. Go do your accents. Learn how to cry, for God's sake. Yeah. Oh, no. No. But auditions for me are the the most horrible. I hate. I Like, right now, I'm, like, sweating. I'm sweating. Yeah. And I feel like I'm going to vomit just talking about oh, it. Oh, God. Like, I get the most anxiety auditioning. I had my first audition in-room audition yesterday in a very long time. Right. Because I've been, been doing a lot tape? of tapes. And what happens to you? What's your, tell me how you go from like, like process of going from the room to the room. The uh, room so to I go from like practicing at my house to in the car. And at um, home, are you like, I got this? Yeah. It, yeah. At home, I'm like, oh, that was re- like, oh, that thing that you just did. That was really cool. Yeah. Remember for that you, for the room. Yeah. <laughs> like you'll definitely book this one. And then like, I put on my coat and leave the house. And it just the confidence like so very quickly Hi. just starts I don't know. I don't know what it is. No, what happens though? Like, can we? So, what uh, happens? Uh, it's no, you're not alone. That happens to everybody. Like, you look around those audition rooms and everybody's like, keep it together. Yeah. You just gotta keep it together. <laughs> but it gets to a point with me where I'm like, I, I arrive at the audition, I'm parking the car, and I 
like nine times out of 10 have a moment where I sit in the car and think like, maybe I'll just leave now. Have you ever? No. No. But actually, yes. Really? I don't. Yes, I did. I don't remember what it was for, but I was so like absolutely overcome with nerves and anxiety that I was like, I can't do it or I'll just go in and cry. Yeah. I don't remember. And it was That's a comedy. So interesting. I totally... No, it wasn't a comedy. It was probably a, a crying scene. <laughs> but yesterday, I I, uh, I had like gone over it, and it wasn't... Like, it was a five-page audition. Yeah. It was, like, pretty simple. No crying involved. Yeah. Um, and I went into the room and just, like, basically blacked out for the duration of my audition. And, like, definitely didn't do anything that I had practiced at right. home. <laughs> like, not one thing. It was a completely different no. character. Yeah. A completely different character. Um, but, I, yeah, I don't know. That's, like, something I really need to yeah. kind of get over. Self-tapes, no problem. Yeah, but I that's can, because, like, we can... Well, even that, pro- though, like, our poor husbands, right? Like, they're like, I'm going to do this again. And Matt's like, okay. <laughs> well, I've gotten to the point where Menno is just like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. I'm so sorry. So I've gotten to the point <laughs> where I'm just in my home and I've recorded the other voice myself. And I'm acting with myself recorded on my phone, and I, my eyeline is a hat stand. I've done that too. I will. I will come and help you, or that I'll Skype nice. with you. I've done so Skype nice. Skype auditions before, where my roommate is my voice on Skype. I mean, anything is better than what I'm doing currently. Oh. Do you get um, freaked out about memorizing lines? Yeah. Is that part of it? Yeah. Because I get freaked out too. Yeah, I usually always have my signs with me in an audition. Yeah. And how, like, I hate those people, like, Matt can look at his lines and be like, I got it. He memorizes my lines Isn't when that... we're auditioning. I know. I know. That drives me insane. But you didn't have that with Schitt's Creek. No. You know what? Schitt's Creek. What was different about that? Was, I honestly think it was the only audition I've had. I mean, I was in, like, a very desperate state when I got that audition. But desperation, like, we know, as actresses, we know that desperation never breeds success. No, it right? doesn't. But, like, you were so in L.A. at the I time. was in L.A. for pilot season, which is just, like, it's so horrifying to me. What is it? It's like a, it's like some sort of rodeo. It's like... It, it is. It's so, and, like, I don't know. L.A., it's a wonderful place to visit. Do you like it? No. Oh, <laughs> to visit. <laughs> um, <clears throat> No, it's a really daunting place for me. Yeah. Um, because it's just like, go here for three months and audition. Right. Uh, where, like in a city you don't know where you don't really have any friends. Yeah. Um, but it is sunny. It is sunny. But that's the other thing is that it's sunny all the time. And so oh, I feel like I have to. <laughs> oh, my God. And private school Here's is so challenging. Problem. It's too sunny. Um, but like. I need days where I can just go, like, feel okay watching TV or reading a book, yeah. like, not going outside and feeling kind of sad. I need those days sometimes. Like, down days. Down days. Wait, do you need to feel sad? Like, do you put yourself into a sadness? I don't force myself into sadness, yeah. but I definitely get the sads and, like, sit in and them okay for a while. Yeah, yeah. And what do you think that does? Like, why do you need that? Um. Well, I think that there's, like... I think that there's a lot going on, not just in, like, your tiny yeah. microcosm life, but, like, in... The world. The world. The news and that your family and, yeah. you take in and, like, don't really process. 
Yeah. You know, like we're taking on a lot of stuff all the time and not like really acknowledging that it's happening. Yeah. And so I think with me, sometimes it just like all hits me at once and like I have to just... So do you feel like you you need to take a day to process this? Like, because you can't process it as it's coming in? Um, no, but like, I'll find myself, <laughs> I'll find myself like seeing some, like sharing a smile with someone on the street and then crying for three blocks. <laughs> like, oh <my> <laughs> I've had that too. Yeah. <laughs> that's, I think that that's like the things that we haven't processed coming yeah. out. Because we're sponges. Because right? we're sponges. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so, so then the, you you were in the world of L.A. Having, I was in the world of L.A. My house had just burned down. That's I was, a whole other... I read about that. Yeah. That's crazy. So I was in like a very weird... But had, this was when you were living in Montreal. No, this was here. This was in Toronto. burned down in Toronto? Yeah. So you had left a burnt house to go to L.A. I left a burnt down house. We were living with Menno's grandparents in their attic. We lived with them for a year and a half. Um, while our house was being rebuilt, yeah. which is where we're living now, which is kind of weird. Um, so living in grandma and grandpa's attic, house had burned down. I hadn't booked a job in over a year. Um, I had come like, like painfully close to a bunch of things yeah. and then just like, can you say what? What's that? Can you say what you were came close to? Yeah. Well, bomb girls was one that oh, I came yeah, really close to getting. Um, and then there was this, oh, there was this, it was like a mini series that, shot in somewhere beautiful yeah, in Europe. Just and ones that were like Yeah, just like chewy. a couple of really yeah, yeah. really exciting things that didn't end up happening. Um so just feeling really low and then being terrified in LA every day. And so I'm sitting like in my rented like Craigslist shit apartment in LA and um this comes into my email and I just looked at it and I was like first of all blown away because it was the it's the right. dreamiest job yeah it's the best job like yeah. eugene levy Catherine did O'Hara. you grow up with those guys like in yeah. the ctv yeah. world yeah big time i know like all the christopher guest and eugene levy films like um and so i saw those names on it and i like the premise was incredible and the character was something that i felt like i could Dude. nail yeah. and i just i was like that this has to be my job yeah this has to be my job or because i was really going I was really questioning, like, is this what I should be yeah. doing? And yeah. it's been literally a year of, like, full-blown unemployment. Am I even cut out for this? The rejection was just really, really getting to me. And anyway. What were you doing to, no, not at all. That's the time, like, I think those are the years that we have to reflect back on. Really, like, how did I get myself out of that? Mm-hmm. And how did I keep creative? And Because some people are like, yeah, I haven't worked for a year, and it sucks. And, like, what did you do to keep... I wrote... I wrote... Yeah. Um, plateaus? A web, yeah, the Plateaus. Yeah. I wrote a web series. Um, so look what... Like, like that's a sign for me that you're going to be okay. Right? Yeah. Like, when things are, are not happening in the industry, you're still going to make something happen. Yeah. yeah. And that, that was really, like, the big saving grace during that time was... Because I, I so desperately wanted to do comedy and wasn't getting sent out, yeah. and I was like, well... I'm gonna just like go out and write my something that I want to be in I love that because so many people are like oh I'm not getting auditions I'm like well what do you want to do go do it Mm -hmm. like the less you sit around and the more you do it's gonna happen and it's it's hard that's the hardest part is sitting down I think Mm -hmm. and being like like rolling up your sleeves and being like this is what I'm doing today I'm gonna start writing this thing so anyway get this audition and and like 
it was the one audition that I went into and walked out of being like, I did everything I wanted to do. Yeah. I, like, I, I did my best. Yeah. That was my best I could do. And, like, I couldn't have done anything differently. I'm so happy with what I did. Um, which is, like, n- never the feeling I have ever, ever, ever yeah. walking out of an audition. Ever? Nope. Yeah. I'm then like, you knew oh, it was something special. Why did I do that? Oh, why funny. did I fall over that chair at the end? Oh. Um, but yeah, so, and then I got a call from Dan uh, saying that they wanted to see me for the role of Stevie, which right. is Emily Hampshire's role, uh, which is so weird to think about me. I know, I was that. picturing that. And I think you, I think you could probably do anything. Like, I think you're a really versatile actress, but I, now that you're in those roles, I'm like, yeah. how is it impossible? Yeah, yeah. she's just she's great perfected. Um, so then I ended up screen testing for both parts, which was kind of cool to be able to like go in and do those very yeah, different your odds things are way better in front of Eugene Levy, no less, which was just like, c- couldn't, yeah. couldn't get over that. Yeah. For, but for he's not as intimidating as like, he's quite a, he's the kindest, yeah. gentlest warmest man like, like you think he him to be like how are you like his body <laughs> hey! but like he's just very just himself he is like, and he's like very distinguished and um his brother's more um fred yeah you're right that's a good that's a good word um yeah fred is like a very like he reminds me of a mob boss well, that's terrifying because he's also my accountant. But oh, yeah, let's, that's probably a good thing, though, yeah, for you. Well, yeah, probably a good thing if, if my accountant's a mob boss. <laughs> uh, so you went in the room, you felt good about it, felt and then Dan called you. Dan called, said audition for Stevie, then I tested for both. Um, and then I didn't hear a word for two and a half weeks. Which are the longest two the and a half longest, weeks. The longest, because, you know, the next day you're like, I should be getting a call any minute <laughs> that's now. That's right. When I get home, they'll be on the answering <laughs> service. <laughs> And so a week went by, and I was like, it's okay. They're probably just figuring out which role to give me. And Are then you I'm still in L.A.? No, I'm home now, okay. so I tested here in Toronto. So you're dusting off the ashes from dusting your home? Dusting off the yeah. ashes. Oh, my God. Um, and then, I, so after, like, two weeks went by, I was like, well, this has happened to me so many times that I now know that if I do hear anything, it's going to be a phone call saying, thank you so much. We've, like, we've loved your work, but we're going to go with a blonde girl. Yeah, or, you right? know, like, <laughs> but that's also a, a little shorter healthy approach to it like yeah. when you kind of remove your talent from it and just go if they want this version of a woman then i'm gonna get it yeah if they want somebody shorter taller blonder brunetter yeah brunetter yeah. it's any word um and yeah then you got the call from dan and then i got the, the call from dan which is like which was the beginning of our brother sister relationship yeah um what a dick what an <laughs> absolute dick so i get this call and it says Eugene Levy on my call display. So my heart just like fell out of my body. You, you just pointed towards your armpits. I just want you to be aware that you said... It was a grand okay. gesture sweeping down. <laughs> my heart fell out of my armpits. From, yeah. <laughs> directly from my armpits to the ground. Um, and so it was Dan. And he was like, hey, Annie. Um, I just wanted to call and thank you so much for coming out. And then he, there was like a 75-minute pause. I was like... <laughs> and he was like, we just thought you were so great. Your work was so, so wonderful. And just thank you so much for your time. And then like nine days pass. And um, I'm trying to find a way to like 
sound like I'm not crying to be Were like, you crying? I was like very, yeah. very bummed. Yeah. To find a way to like thank him for the opportunity. <laughs> and so <laughs> like just be as fresh as possible. And and I was like, well, thank you for everything. And he was like, just a quick question uh, before I hang up. Uh, do you want to play my sister on the show? What a dick. What a ding. Yeah, but what also a delightful story. Like he could have just gone, hey, we want you. And yeah. that would be it. Oh, no. He played a big game. He played a big game on that one. Um, so it was like the roller coasteriest roller coaster yeah. uh, of a phone call. And then I got to make the phone call to my parents. Oh, what was that to, like? To finally tell them that I like, I got, I'm a, now I'm actually an employed actor. Yeah. What did they say? What was their they reaction? Were, I just remember them laughing, like laughing and laughing and laughing. What are their professions? Uh, they were both teachers. And now my mom works as a language assessor for the government. And my dad is, he worked for the privacy commission for a long time writing things that I, I'm not classified to know okay, about. No, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't really, I don't really know hundred percent what my dad does. But creative people. Creative people, like definitely there was a lot of, um, a lot of literature in my, in my growing up. Like my dad would read to me all the time yeah. when I was a little kid and lots of books all the time. Yeah. With, and so they were just like, they were just over the moon because it had been, you know, like I, it's me and one other girl guys. Like, this is the one I really want. And then having to make the phone call being like, no, it wasn't me. Oh, and you're the only child. Like I'm the only child. You're all like, and I decided to be an actor. Like, oh, you could really F this up. I, I mean, really could. Have, really... I could be like living on. Yeah. They, very, they like, have very a lot of hopes in you. Situation. Yeah. Um, so now do they come and see, like, do they come to your oh my premieres and stuff God, like that? Yeah. Like, yes. Yeah. My mom is, my mom is the ultimate mom. Like she's just, so, they're both very, very proud and and like encouraging but my mom is just like takes it to the next level yeah. and by doing you know, what well like is I she a scrapbooker yep <laughs> yep i guess that's a good example like she not only would she buy one hello magazine she would buy six hello yeah. magazines i don't know for like why yeah. because it's just the same thing in each magazine because she has friends that she needs I, to give them to i guess so but i feel like she keeps them but what happens herself. if one gets water on it that's true i think that's exactly <laughs> I don't know. It. what if one gets water on it yeah i think that's exactly what's going through her head wow um so you know and they come to set and like oh, yeah. to see and first of all like, my dad was a massive SCTV fan. Oh, my and God. And so for my dad to be able to meet Eugene, and then also he was a huge Chris Elliott fan, like, Letter- when Chris yeah. was on Letterman and everything. Um, so, my like, my dad being able to meet these people that he's so admired for such a long time. And, uh, yeah, just Thanks. to see these, like, big, giant, beaming yeah. smiles behind them. Because it's almost like whatever you're doing with, like, your work is a gift to them too you know what i mean like yeah. so and now shit's creek like it's must it's like the best in the world like it's you the, must have so the, much fun and like i still I, like my body's still covered with bruises from just being like is this real life like, oh you're pinching yourself yeah. too much um i was gonna say because they beat you because i'm beaten yeah on a daily basis no it's it, like my life has done a full-blown 180 yeah um still living with your grandmother still living yeah. in the attic <laughs> um it's yeah, it's it's an What do you think the life. biggest changes are since you started working with Shits Creek? Um, I can pay my rent. That's fun. Which is really awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, right, because you're two artists. Too, we're right? two, ar- yeah, yeah, 
and and were like real starving artists for a while. Did you waitress a lot? I did. I did a lot of waitressing. Um, I worked as a, an usher at a theater for a, a while. In Toronto? Uh, no, in Montreal. I nannied for a while. Oh. Uh, yeah, I did a lot of those. And then all the while, were you still writing? Were you still creating? Yeah, I I have to be doing something mm-hmm. creative. Yeah, because also you you're in a creative household. Yeah, right? like, yeah, and you, like Menno's just Menno's all creative all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, is amazing. Um, in that sense. And if he's not like writing a song, he's like drawing a picture. Yeah. One of those. Oh, composing an opera. Yeah. Enough. We oh, get it. God. Yawn. <laughs> we get it. You're a creative artist. Um, but also you can't be like, I got high score. Like you have to meet that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, it, and that's what really on days that I'd be like, this is hard and I'm sad and I don't like this anymore. I'm going to be like, just sh- go, go to write work. something, go write something. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I like. So do you find like because Shit's Creek is in there? What season are you guys going we into? We just now? finished shooting the third. Third, yeah. yeah. So now you've sort of got a rhythm. You don't know how many more seasons you're going to do, but do you find yourself going, okay, what else can my creative um, energy be put towards? Yeah, I've I'm after plateau. Plateaus was a real learning curve for yeah. me. It was it was a really great experience and a really bad experience for how me. Was it bad? Um, well, how, I know it was great because it turned out great. Like, I think it's well shot. And oh, you've thanks. got folks like Jay Baruchel and... Yeah, we, like, like the, the people that we somehow convinced well, and twisted arms. Yeah, right? and yeah, like, we nobody... called in a lot of favors to f- friends and friends of friends. Right. Um, but it was my f- first time writing and creating something and, and it, and then some other people came on board mm-hmm. to, to write and, and like put in their two cents. And was that okay? It, it, it was in theory really okay because there were great brains that came on board, like really good, good creative brains. But, um, it got away from me and it like what it started out as and what the end result was was a very very different thing yeah and it was a situation of too many cooks in the kitchen and me like I do not like conflict at all I if I can avoid it I will um a hundred percent which isn't ideal when you're like kind of trying to run a ship and well you have to know what your vision is yeah so that you can hold on to it yeah and if you know, that's your first project, so I can imagine. I still have trouble. Yeah. Like, I, I'm the same way as you. I don't want to have conflict, so I'll be like, yeah, let's just try it. And it's then I'll be like, that's nothing like what I wanted. Yeah. So. so, like, the... the I wasn't able to kind of assert myself as I wanted to. Mm-hmm. And so it, it really did turn into, like, a very different thing. But in that whole experience, I did learn that it's it is really okay to assert yourself and speak your mind and it's okay if it pisses people off it is it's okay mm-hmm. like it's you're not you're not a bitch because are you sure you're, you're okay with that like is it hard for you i find it's it hard. really I think it's, it's so hard for I me i think it's and okay I, but i find it hard to um, to actually apply yeah. that yeah yeah 100 percent. and like i haven't had another opportunity to do that yeah. 
since the plateaus. So maybe when that opportunity comes, I'll be like, no, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah. I don't think so. I think you probably learned from your plateaus experience. Yeah. Um, but it definitely was, I think, a really big, like a, a learning curve that I needed to to make an experience. Yeah. Um, so do you find, like, that you want to do something like that again yes. now? Is that yeah, like, yeah. like, are you working on something Less now? cooks. What's it? Less cooks in the kitchen. Oh, yeah. I was going to, that's a great title for the show, <laughs> less, less cooks. Fewer cooks. Fewer cooks. <clears throat> um, but seeing, it, like, what Dan has created mm-hmm. and what Dan has done. He's um, inspiring, for He's sure. absolutely inspiring. So to see what can come of sitting down and writing and creating and making your own thing in a sense that it, like it's pushing me more and more to want to do that yeah. myself. Yeah. Um, he, Dan is so insanely talented. Yeah. It's too much almost. It, it's very aggravating. Yeah. Like it's almost like, okay, we get it. Yeah. You're like enough. An enough. overachiever. Yeah. He also seems like he has friends still, which I kind of <laughs> go with the amount of work that he does. He like, he still maintains like a level of like, balance yeah definitely and he and but he like he has his hand in all the honey pots in the show like he's a part of um he and deborah hansen do like the costumes Costumes. for the show well that's clear like like he picked the color for the wall in the motel you know which i love i totally love that yeah it's funny i was just watching an episode yesterday and i was like that's the color i want in my living room like i love it but he's just like he's just do you want that do you want that in your next project of having your hands in all the Um, pots I think not. No, I don't want to have my hands in all of the pots. I want to have like two hands in one pot really. Yeah. And really well, <laughs> really immersed I in get it, the, though. that like, pot. I think sometimes people, not, not so much Dan, but I've seen it before where people stretch themselves thin. Yeah. And that's a, that doesn't really appeal to me either. Yeah. And there, like, there are so many people so that have such like immense talent out there. And they know things that I don't know, so I want to have those people right. working with me. And then, like, like soak soak in there. Yeah, knowledge. suck their souls. Suck their souls. Suck their to add souls. To yours. Yeah. Well, you've sucked out your soul now, so you can add theirs. Yeah. And, well, it sounds like everything's going your way. I'm a, a really happy camper. Yeah. Right now, would you change anything? Is there something that you're like? You know how don't don't we always have projects? Yeah. You know, like what's the thing you're like? I'd like to do this more. Um, well, writing is, I'd like to be writing more, but I'd also like to, like, I'm at a point where I'm kind of assessing my, my situation and like, I want to dance again. Yeah. I know this sounds no, silly, that doesn't sound wrong. I, d- I danced when I was younger. I'm like, you know what? I really miss going to dance. I like a to jazz a dance class, class, a tap like, class? Like a ballet or yeah. like a modern class or, um... I'd love to learn an instrument. I don't know any instrument. I don't know how to play any instruments at all. I It was the situation of like, I took piano as a kid and my parents were like, you'll regret it if you quit. And I was like, no, I yeah. hate this. Yeah. And now I'm like, oh God, I want to play piano. Maybe that's when you said, I hate you, mom. Maybe that was it. Oh God. So do you feel like that? you'd like to pull in like a, like a piano into your world now? Um, Maybe. Yeah. I'd like to pull... Music. Music. I'd like to... I'd like to um really rule at Jeopardy. There's there's a whole bunch of different goals you can do. <laughs> dancing, I'm like, I get dancing. And then, oh, Dance. I want to learn a musical instrument. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And they're like, I really want to get good at Jeopardy. And I'm like, oh. I want to just really, like, kill at yeah. Jeopardy. Oh, well, you're... 
It's a lot of start somewhere. Uh, but no, but it's true. Like, don't you always like go? Oh, this is working. What else? Like, do you have enough time with Menel? Like, do you guys have? Oh yeah, like- we do. And that's really like fortunate about our jobs is that we're it, like our, our everything's so sporadic. Yeah. But we can we can spend the time that we're off. We can spend together. Yeah. And also, like, I can hop on the fun tours with him. Right. You know, like, anytime. That's, that must be pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I've done some good ones with them. I've done. Brazil, and I've done China. Wow. And I've I was going to say England, but that's probably like old hat. Like England, <laughs> England like, yeah. um, that's like Hamilton. I, I did do England, actually. Um, and like a, a road, like a road tour. Yeah, when they like live North American. Yeah. And no, also- on a bus. No, they were in oh. like a like a van with no muffler. And like one seat. Right. Yeah. Did you get the seat? No. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. No. Um, well, yeah, I think it's, uh, I, I just think, I think you're great. I think you're great, and I'll tell you, I think one of the best things about you is that you've got, like, such a great, quirky um, comedy. It's always surprising. Like, not only in Schitt's Creek when I see you, but, like, even in your social media stuff, like, you don't be like, oh, look at me in my trailer. Like, it's look, like you might take a picture in your trailer, which, because I think you have fans that you want to connect with. I think that's great. But you always say something funny about, like, uh, I don't know, like, it's always quirky, and I love it. Like, I love your sense of humor so much. Thank you. You have a great vision of the world. I, I, it inspires that's me. That's really nice. Thank you. That's yeah. a, really, a really lovely compliment. It's great. I don't want you to stop that. I want to find out what you do next in, like, the world of web series or whatever. Like, put that kind of ideas down on paper or... Or improvise. Don't, don't put it on paper. You know what? Oh, my gosh. You were just asking me what I want to do? Yeah. I've been, je- like, mulling over... Going to and like doing a second city. Oh, you should or something. But I find that absolutely terrifying. I think everybody should take improv, and I think you would find it nerve wracking the first couple of times, and then you'd be like, "Oh, this is awesome." And also, you're not like it's a class, right? So you're just going there to have some laughs. But don't they make you perform after? Well, not the first day. Oh God. Or or like yeah, but you're with your your peeps like the best thing about improv for me is that you're not alone like you if you have nothing I go on stage and I open up a cupboard and this is Matt Matt's always like I pull out a a dish and I start mixing a cake and he's like okay she's got nothing (laughs) but like you're with other people that will go I'm gonna bring a character you're gonna like you've got great accents that you've got a you've got so much to offer from before yeah you could do this (laughs) do you feel like because you've had the success of Schitt's Creek you you it's scarier to do improv now oh no i yeah i don't find you i don't find like i feel like you're the exact same person that you were three years ago when schitt's creek started like i I don't feel like you're like oh i'm (laughs) look at me now i don't feel like Uh, you're singing songs down the (laughs) young street jazz hands hang all over the place no i feel like you're really like grounded and and that you're the same person i yeah thank you i hope i hope that that's the case yeah i would be I'm bummed if it wasn't. I took a photo the other day. Um, I was at Dan's house and like we were eating pizza and I took a photo with Emily with m- my mouth full of pizza, like wide open. And Dan was like, absolutely Mortified. horrified. And he's like, are you going to put that on the internet? He's like, what brand is that? Oh. And I was like, what? <laughs> That's Andy Murphy br- brand. What brand right there. is that selling? Yeah, I guess it is. Yeah. <laughs> but th- I love that. Like, that is totally, like, if somebody, if I saw a picture of somebody being silly, but being, like, authentically silly with their mouth open full of pizza, I'd be like, that's an Annie Murphy, <laughs> which I love. 
yeah, brands, brands are something that like are, it's very new to me. It's yeah, a very new world. Well, don't even think about it. I you're won't. Doing I'm, it gonna, right. I'm gonna cast it from my mind. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for coming. And Thank talking you for having me. me. I feel I could talk to you to... for six more hours. Let's it's do delightful. it. Let's turn this thing off and right? just do it. We got half a bottle of wine. <laughs> All right. Well, um, I can't wait to see you in the next thing that you do. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for this. Well, that's Annie. Honestly, I mean, we could have eaten cheese, drank wine, and chatted for another hour. She is so delightful. She's just so authentic and so just herself, and I just love spending time with her. After the recording, we both agreed to make plans for a double date dinner with our fellas, and that will happen. Oh, it will, or I'll eat her top bun. Make sure you follow Annie on Twitter and Instagram, at Anne Francis, for her unique, super funny style of humor. Really, each Instagram photo comes with something that makes me laugh. It's like... It's like bazooka gum, but, you know, funny. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Firecracker Department. That's Firecracker, D-E-P-T. Join the conversation and keep up with what's new in the department. Hey, maybe you're going to get moved to that sweet office with a window. That's exciting. Oh, fingers crossed. Special thanks goes to Carousel Players and Grayson Matthews for their production help. Those guys couldn't do it without them. Now go on out there and get inspired, you firecrackers. <laughs>